Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday, people. Let's get your drink on. Let's do it. Come on now. Salud. Packers making humongous news by way of uh, bolstering their special teams. Announcing the signing of uh, a safety and a long snapper who will undoubtedly look to add to a solid start to a turnaround on special teams last year, 2022. The Packers weren't horrible. Obviously, Keyshawn Nixon, an all-pro. Um, hoping to add there. Hoping to build on their success. Um, I know uh, people will probably... I've already seen some fans on Twitter grousing about the fact that they're only paying attention to special teams and they haven't gone and signed any big names. And I'm here to tell you, Keyshawn Nixon is probably the biggest name they're going to sign for a while. So um, these are the types of signings that I told you to expect. Packers don't have a ton of cap space and they won't have a ton of cap space once they trade Aaron Rodgers. So get used to it, I guess I'd say. The other thing I think people should get used to is how the Packers do business. It's interesting to me. We got the quotes from Alan Lazard today. He met with the New York media via Zoom. And he had mentioned that the Packers hadn't called him and made any kind of offer. And he got the feeling they didn't really want him back and blah, blah, blah. And this is a constant refrain that we've heard often throughout Packers history, especially of recent vintage. I know Greg Jennings had something up um, that was retweeted by Ryan Grant last night. Ryan saying, no lies told. And Greg essentially saying that, you know, everybody knows the drill. Everybody knows how the Packers operate. Uh, none of this should be a surprise. I am just going to say, though, I do find it interesting that the Packers seem to be the only team who get this kind of blowback, even though most of the teams in the NFL operate in a similar fashion. Um, I do think that the Packers have done a very, very good job over the last decade plus of nurturing and fostering the environment that they have as far as signing their own and identifying core players who then get second contracts. And sometimes if they're really special third contracts and this, the green Bay Packers is all they know. So that when they go out into the NFL and uh, are suddenly not wanted by the Packers anymore, they are kind of felt like they're left in the lurch and it feels like, well, you've got this great environment, but I'm not, I'm no longer part of it and I'm surplus to requirements. And I think that's a bit of a kind of a reality check for some guys. And as I said the other day, I, I, I'm much more empathetic towards the player side of things now than I was like when we first started Cheesehead TV. But I will say the Packers have been pretty damn successful in identifying when that time is in regards to when it's time to move on. And I don't think there's any problem with the fact that the personnel side is pretty dispassionate about it. That is literally their job. But that hasn't stopped most of the guys who do go on and play other places to return to Green Bay and sign one year or one day contracts and retire as Packers because they know how great it was when they were in Green Bay. They appreciate their time with the Packers. But yes, when it is time to extra, like make that separation happen, it is the responsibility of the personnel group. The personnel group is only one part of the Green Bay Packers. You know, the coaching staff, security guards, uh, every administrative side of things, everybody who works in that building, 
make up the Green Bay Packers and the experience that these guys have. What they're talking about is their experience with the personnel side, who are very good at their jobs and are doing it the way it should be done. So I just, it comes up quite often. It is kind of fascinating to me that only the Packers get this kind of blowback. But I do think that it is because they are so kind of insular and they, especially under Ted, so rarely brought in guys from outside the building. Now, that has changed a little bit under Brian. Um, certainly, he has been a little bit more open to, you know, adding to uh, the locker room. Don't ever forget, there was a couple of years ago, the final kind of few years under Ted where they had like maybe two players in the locker room who had played other places. That's how insular, you know, it used to be in Green Bay. Like I said, it's gotten a little better. But I do get the sense that a lot of this is we don't really know anything else other than Green Bay. I said the other day, don't ever forget that Randall Cobb equated, compared, leaving the Texans and coming back to Green Bay as to getting out of prison. He said it. Those are his words, not mine. You know, I think and a large part of this obviously is driven by the Aaron Rodgers news and things that are going on there and what he said on McAfee. And this has often come up when, you know, the summer of his discontent was going on and he was rattling his saber, trying to force a trade and what have you. You know, he's never been anyplace else. All he knows is Green Bay in the league. And I think he has this idea that other places are these amazing kind of uh, paragons of of uh, acquiescence to every women desire of the player. But that just is not the case. So. It's going to be interesting to see how he fits in New York. And I suspect uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have uh, lots to talk about throughout that time. But it's just something I wanted to lead with here today because it has been all over Twitter this afternoon and, and this morning and this afternoon. And I just find it fascinating that every other team operates in a similar fashion, but only the Packers seem to get that kind of blowback. Curious and fascinating. Hello, everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody. Thanks for joining me today. I will start with Ryan. What's up, buddy? I wish Green Bay would have returned the favor versus the Bears in when the Grave Digger played. Right? Line them up in fullback, dive. Although I do recall what they did use Gilbert in the backfield once or twice. I do remember that. So it might not have been against the Bears, but they did kind of go that route a few times. Michael, thanks for the super chat. I usually like Adam Shine, but when it comes to the Packers, particularly Jordan Love, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Your gif on Twitter was exactly my reaction. <laughs> Look, I know Adam. We've exchanged many pleasantries over the years. Uh, I've seen him at the Combine. I've seen him at the NFL Draft and things like that. I like him a lot, and I think he does a great job. He's really good at what he does. But he's always been pro-Rodgers. He's always been anti-Packers. He's like Mike Silver in that regard. But that's often what these national guys do because they want to curry favor with the stars. Don't forget, Aaron goes on Adam's show from time to time. No mystery. You know what I mean? So, yeah, look, Adam, like I said, he's very good at his gig. And he knows what he's doing. Uh, but this whole overwrought, over the top, oh, this is such a disgrace. This is the darkest day in Packers history. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? They've literally had players suspended for gambling on the game. You want to go back to Paul Horning times? I mean, come on. The darkest day. It ain't show friends. It's show business, Adam. Let's go. Uh, uncultured. Thanks for the super chat. 
Today's jams are Love Will Find a Way by Pablo Cruz and Somebody to Love by Queen. Loved your segment on Maggie and Perloff. Well, thanks so much for uh, taking a look and a listen. Love Maggie. Love Perloff. Uh, worked with both of them at different points in my career, and I love that they have a gig together now. Um, and yeah, it's uh, anytime they want to talk, I'm always open to it. Uh, love my New York folks. Mario, thank you for the super chat. What free agent tight end do you think is possible that the Packers pick up, or do you think we just draft one? I think they draft a couple. That's my guesswork sitting here right now. Could they pick up a free agent? Yeah, I think it's possible. But I suspect, given the depth at the position in this draft class, I think they'll draft at least one, if not two. Um, again, I don't completely you know, dismiss the idea or the possibility that they might bring one in free agency, but um, I suspect they'll draft at the position. What's up? Norway in the house. What's up, Andrew? Hello from New York. Hope you're doing well across the pond. Ed Pierce, thanks for the super chat. For special teams, Pat, toss the feathers by the Coors. Not quite sure how to read that. Uh, have not found the page in the NFL rulebook that says a team is not allowed to have three good quarterbacks in a row. I mean, hey, good. I think good, that's a good, that's a decent expectation to have on Jordan Love, right? I had someone on my Facebook page today talking about how um, he's going to be great. And God, I hope he is. The odds are against it. But he just has to be good enough to the, for them to play wi- winning football. That's that's where I'm at. And the odds are decent that he can be good, right? So good quarterbacks in a row? Sure. Why not? Ken, thanks for the super chat. Mentally ready for 12 to go. Emotionally, not. But I'm also so excited for a fresh start with a hungry young team and also slightly a bit happy for a bit less expectation. Go Pack Go. Yeah, it's good, I think kind of reset things right that's what i talked about last summer last off season we're finally there it's just at one at some point you get tired of trying to kind of hang on to something and it's nice to have a refresh and a reboot and to start over and kind of and it's not a full start over obviously but kind of a yeah a, a readjustment right and look there's gonna be a whole lot of bandwagon fans in your life we're gonna probably jump on every mistake, every little moment of adversity and talk about how the Packers made a mistake at letting Aaron go. Never forget that the Vikings came in two years after Brett departed and beat up on the Packers, but good twice, both in Minnesota and in Lambeau. And everyone gave the Packers shit. Everyone. I'll never forget the Cheesehead TV comment section those weeks. People were dancing on the Packers' graves, blah, blah, blah. Then what happened? The next year, oh, how the turntables. So there's going to be rough times. Jordan's going to have to learn on the job, and there's certainly going to be adversity. But play the long game. I guarantee you, more often than not, the Packers are going to come out on top. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. William, thanks for Super Chat. I feel like even though Woodson wasn't as elite as he once was, he was the only exception. It's interesting. I was thinking about that this afternoon. Um, You know, they definitely let Charles go a year too early rather than a year too late, as is their want. Aaron literally mentioned that on McAfee the other day. But I will say Brett and Woodson are like the only two guys that I can think of who really showed that it was a year too early. Right. Like Woodson went back to the Raiders and looked really good. Like I remember thinking how kind of surprised I was at what how well he was playing in and then Oakley were back in Oakland. Um, and Brett clearly had his best statistical year of his entire career that first year in Minnesota. Right. So those are the two instances where I can look at and say, all right, yeah, the Packers got out a little early. Right. But also those are two Hall of Famers and they're two greats. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised that a little motivation at the end of their career kind of spurred them on to little you, I'm still not done kind of type seasons, right? But you flip that around and you look at basically everybody else. I mean, Jordy Nelson, what did he do after he was gone? Greg Jennings, what did he do after he was gone? You know, the list goes on and on. And I'm not saying those guys couldn't have given the Packers something in the context of, yes, they would have been playing with Aaron. They probably could have helped the team for one more year. I get that. But the Packers' idea of wanting to move on early rather than late is smart. And it has proven pretty much throughout the ages that it's the correct way to go. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really glad you brought up Woodson because he is one where I very specifically remember going, I think about like week six or seven, like, damn, he is playing really well. Um, but again, he's very much an exception and not the rule. No doubt about it. Dale, how are you? I hope London's treating you well, sir. Greetings from New York City. Soder, what's going on, man? Alumni weekends organized by the Packers where past players are highlighted are are just scams that blind us all to how heartless management is. Clearly. Uh, you know, the bus trip that they take every freaking offseason with all the alumni, clearly just a ruse for how horrible it is. Marcus, thanks for the super chat. While we're on the subject, when we let Cullen Jenkins go, that hurt me. He had the hump move down. Pat. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was probably one of Ted's biggest missteps that rarely gets talked about. You know, I, I know uh, everybody points out Micah Hyde, which was actually Russ Ball's call. Um, everyone calls out Casey Hayward, which actually I understood. But man, Cullen Jenkins, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. What else we got here? Javon Wallace, what's up, man? Hey, Aaron, haven't posted in a while, normally in the middle of clinic during live chat. Just wanted to say to Packers fans, if we finish last in the upcoming season, so what? There'll still be fans. Go Pack Go. <laughs> That's a way to look at it. Hey, man, I'm sorry we're in the middle of clinic uh, when we're usually live here, but thanks thanks so much for saying hey. What else we got? Curly, what's up, man? Ringer article on 12 felt spot on. Good riddance. Now, look, the good riddance stuff, I can't get behind that. Like, you know, Aaron has done and did tons of amazing work both 
on the field for the Green Bay Packers and as an ambassador of the team and carrying the G, if you will. Um, I understand things have gotten a little bit frustrating and monotonous here towards the end of his tenure, but I'll never say just good riddance, you know? Um, but yes, if you have not read Ben Solak's piece uh, on The Ringer regarding Rogers' appearance on McAfee and kind of the events leading up to where we are now, it is outstanding. It is a great read. Ben has a really good kind of sense of like where how this has unfolded and how Rodgers has tried to paint things in a certain light when he does conveniently tend to leave some stuff out. It's a really good read. You should all read it, no doubt. Um, hey, while I'm here, I'm going to remind everybody that on April 3rd, the Cheesehead TV 2023 Pro Football Draft Guide drops. Make sure you are down to clown with Cheesehead TV and our draft guide for the 13th year in a row for Packers fans, by Packers fans. It'll be available in our Teespring shop. And by the way, because of that, this is true. Patreon members, you will get your Patreon discount on the draft guide. Carry the G Club members, you will as well. That information will be available April 3rd on the respective pages. So be on the lookout for that. April 3rd, draft guide, going to be dope. Going to be dope. TKM, good to see you at your post, buddy. Hey, Nags, I will put it out there. When QBJ Love wins his second ring, we are America's team again. Love what you do, pappies. His second ring? Why not when he wins his first ring? Why not when he takes his first snap under center? We're always America's team, baby. It don't matter if we're winning touch, you know, winning championships or or coming in last place. We are America's team, dog. Come on now. Come on. Manuel, what's up in Kansas City? Hope you're doing well. Are you going to the draft this year? The draft's going to be in your town, man. Got to go represent the green and gold. Thanks for tuning in, man. Mike, thank you for the super chat. Great job on the national radio and TV appearances. Thank you so much. Thanks for checking them out. Uh, really good time. Uh, like I said, I talked earlier, Maggie and, and Perloff are uh, former colleagues uh, in various guises, as is Madeline Burke uh, over on Amazon. Madeline and I worked at FanDuel together for a, for a year. Oh, and what a year it was. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much for checking it out. Colin, thank you for the super chat. Aaron Rodgers has mentioned slash alluded to over the years that getting more control for players a la the NBA is how he would like to add to the legacy. Misguided? I think it's a noble pursuit. I think my quibble or my kind of reservation with that idea is his approach. He seems to think that his stardom and his kind of cachet as a superstar is going to make that happen because that is what happens in the NBA. But I think the NFL is set up in such a way, it's so owner-dominated when it comes to the collective bargaining agreement, he would get or would have gotten much better results or probably made better headway if he had worked and continued to work with his union. And this is it's funny you mentioned this because when the whole immunized thing happened and he went on McAfee and said what he said and tried to, quote, clarify himself and talked about vaccination status and all of that, he also talked about the union and he also talked about, you know, the idea that these the players, the league and the union were forcing them to get vaxxed and the non-vaxxed players were going to be second class citizens and all of that, which is fine. And that's his right. And I totally down with that. But I did a video off of that where I talked about being disappointed with him. And of course, everybody not watching the video because that's the Internet assumed I was talking about 
whatever he said when he said he was immunized and all that. And I don't care about any of that. I literally don't. I literally say in the video, he's allowed to make his own health choices, blah, blah, blah. I'm down with it. It's fine. My disappointment came in the fact that he used to be a player rep. He used to be the rep for the Packers with the union. But he stepped away from that because I guess he thought it was too cumbersome or he didn't feel he was getting the results he wanted or his voice wasn't being heard. And I get that. It's frustrating and I understand it. But that's how you affect change, especially as a major face of the league, as a superstar. To be then your player rep, you 100% have a stronger voice there than you do going on Pat McAfee and talking about whatever. That was my disappointment, is that you can, you know, gripe about your union and what you've got and what they're asking of you, et cetera, but you took yourself out of the process. You literally had a seat at the table and said, nah, I'm good, and then turned around and got upset by what your union bargained for. Well, don't take yourself out of the conversation if you're going to end up being upset about what's being said. You have that power, and you have more power there than you ever do on McAfee. That's all. That was my disappointment. That was my great disappointment with that whole episode. What else we got, folks? We got Carl. What's up, man? What is the assistant head coach function in the scheme of things? I always wondered how they assist overall. Basaccia, a good compliment to Matt. He should be. Um, I think it definitely varies from situation to situation. Remember, Winston Moss was assistant head coach to Mike McCarthy. Sometimes it is kind of just a buddy thing. I think that is, was the case with Moss. Um, but, you know, I think some of it is structural. Some of it is what you are being asked to do when it comes to you know, organizing practice, uh, what the messaging is. Uh, no doubt, a little more responsibility when it comes to just overall functionality of the day-to-day. Uh, even like uh, pulling back and looking at schematic stuff. Um, but it really depends on the head coach and what they're asking him to do. Uh, like I said, sometimes it's pretty ceremonial. Other times it is very much like you're given a whole lot more responsibility. Uh, I suspect it's, it's, I'm glad you asked that because it reminds me, I do want to ask Matt about that next time we have availability with him. Brian, thanks for Super Chat. Will we take the full $40 million cap hit for Rodgers this year? It looks like 23 and 24 will rebuild slash retool years. Two great drafts and we are in it for 25. Yeah, they'll take that hit for this year. Um, what's funny to me is that, uh, this notion that 25 is going to be there. I've seen that a lot, like, man, the playoffs are the goal this year. And yes, they are going to be strapped a bit as far as their ability to add things and add players from the outside, but man, it's not a, okay, we're done until 25 situation here, you know, fight to win every game. They have the talent to do it. Um, so I'm not I'm not ready to resign myself to we're not going to contend again until 25. I think they have a good year this year. Add some pieces next year. Let's go. Ruben, thanks for super chat. What do you think our record will be this year? I have no idea, man. The the league year isn't like three days old, two days old. Relax. Uh, ask me in August. Our record. I have no idea, man. Dean Lowry to Vikings just happened. Did that just happen? I mean, it makes sense. They get rid of Z, they bring in Dean. Well, now we know we'll be able to run on the Vikings. That's good. All right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please 
do me a monster favor and hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 